Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Imperfectly Me podcast. Remember, our podcast is part of our nonprofit organization, Jazz Fusion Studios. You can find us at www.jazzfusionstudios.org. Our organization's mission is to eradicate loneliness, decrease stress, anxiety, and depression. And we do all that through creative outlets. We believe creativity is a great way to decrease stress, anxiety, and depression, and as well as eradicating loneliness. So if you're struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, try a little bit of creativity. And if you're really having a hard time, find some help because you're important. All right, you're well loved. All right, you guys, I'm really excited for this episode today. We're going to have a bit of a off-the-cuff episode with a special guest that does not know they're going to be a special guest just yet. So let me get my handy-dandy cell phone and place a phone call. Here we go. Hello. Hey, Daddy. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. So, my podcast listeners, we have gotten an answered phone call from my father. His name is Frank Irvin. Hey, Dad. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I wanted to do a bit of an off-the-cuff, um, almost like a random podcast episode for my listeners today. And I couldn't find very many people in my life, although there are a few who have such wise words as you do. So I was wondering if you could just lend us a little bit of your time today and give us a little bit of gold nuggets of wisdom. Okay. What do you need me to tell you? Well, we want to start off by talking a little bit about stress. Now, we all, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Stress is something that we all deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, But sometimes stress can be too much. It can get overwhelming and you know, too heavy on us. Can you give us any tips of how to deal with stress when it becomes too much? Uh, yes, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing to deal with stress is you have to know your limits. See, stress sometimes is put on us by our self, uh, self-infliction, self which means we put it on ourselves because of the choices that we make or because we don't know how to tell somebody the word no. In other words, sometimes people ask you to do something and instead of you telling them the really, really how you feel, you say, I can do it. And then it stresses you out because you really can't do it or overwhelmed you or you didn't want to do it from, the, from Jump Street. So the first thing you have to understand is you have to be honest with your communication. So we use the word communication because a lot of times either uh, we put it on ourselves, like I said, or the lack of communication causes us to stress. Exercise, it's a stress reliever. Uh, sometimes a change of your environment can be uh, a stress reliever. And one of the biggest things for me is I don't let people steal my joy, so I try to avoid people or avoid situations that tend to stress me out. Hmm. That's actually really good advice. So you guys listen up. My dad said that you have to learn to say no sometimes, and that's something that I'm actually really guilty of, that I, you probably know this. I, I had a hard time saying no. I would always put on too much on my plate and it would stress me out. That would be one of the main reasons I was stressed a lot of the time was not being able to say no. And also, like my dad said, letting people steal your joy. Sometimes I surrounded myself around the wrong people and they were what's called 
joy suckers. <laughs> they just sucked all the joy out of me. They just constantly bogged me down with things they wanted me to do or expectations they wanted me to meet, but it wasn't edifying to myself. It wasn't actually conducive to my health or anything like that. So that's actually really good advice. Dad, have you ever had to implement that advice yourself or have you ever had a hard time with implementing that? No, I've never had a hard time implementing that because I'm a very direct individual, but I have dealt with stress and some of my uh, stress wars came from basically being in the military and sometimes I would be deployed in a war zone and, you know, of course, you don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. So what you do is you try to basically just, you know, go to music or go to a favorite movie that you may like, whatever. You have to get your mind off of thinking about that stressful uh, situation or a stressful thing that's causing you that emotion. People always try to tell you you're not supposed to be stressed. And I don't know if you ever heard this saying before, but I'm too blessed to be stressed. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not 100% true. It sounds good, but people do stress out. We stress a lot. And people stress every day. Some people stress in situations and so on and so forth. So it's not about not stressing because that's an emotion. You know, stress is an emotion that, that you know, causes uh, other things in our body. But you have to get away from that and you just have to find something that, you know, makes your mind get off of that. Like I said, whether it be music, whether it be a movie, whether it be reading a good book, talking to somebody that you love to talk to, those type of things. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, we, we always talk about having a creative outlet, which is one of the main things. Like I told you guys before, and I tell you guys every podcast that um, JFS is all about is as opening up the opportunities for people to have those creative outlets. Now, dad, you were explaining a little bit about your military career and how you had stress back then. That's pretty deep. I mean, a lot of us will probably not be able to relate to that level of stress because on my day-to-day -day life, my stress level doesn't really go that high, if that makes sense, because um, I deal with the normal things. So like being a mom or being a wife, or even running the business, or and things like that, I feel like what ends up happening to me is that I let multiple things from different areas pile on top of me. Like, I'm stressed out about the kids, but it's not enough to make me upset, so that's going to be on my plate. Then I'm stressed out about, I don't know, my husband, for whatever reason, that goes on my plate. I'm stressed out about the business, and that goes on my plate, until you get that one thing that just kind of tips everything over, if that makes sense, like building everything up. Um, do you ever feel like maybe in your life you see things building up? And if you do, how do you stop them from tipping over and becoming a bigger issue? Well, you know, the first thing is, you know, everybody has what they call that they hit the wall. Everybody has where they think they have too much on their plate. But the biggest thing is, for me, um, what I try to do, I try to look at things short-term, versus long-term or long-term versus short-term. So before I make a decision on what I'm going to do or how it's going to cause me a certain way to feel, I think about it and I ask myself, is it worth it? So you have to weigh, you know, the cost versus the benefit. If the cost is too high and the benefit is too low, then you don't do it. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that, you know, you tend to, uh, you know, look at. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Now, if we can move from stress to anxiety, Dad, I'm not sure if you ever dealt with any anxiety in your life, but um, a lot of us do deal with anxiety. And New Zealand, there's a lot of, of people who have what's called general anxiety disorders, where J general life just kind of gets to the point where it just overwhelms them. Um, it, do you have any tips for people who just tend to just get overwhelmed with just life in general? Maybe not the same as stress, but just feel like 
they always feel like they're running at a thousand miles per hour and they just can't keep up. Yes. Uh, you know, my thing is anxiety and stress are almost the same thing. It, they're really related. So what causes anxiety is basically worrying about something that we cannot control. And when people understand they're not in control, their anxiety level will come down. Now, uh, and I believe I attribute this to Mark Twain. I believe he's the one that said this. There are two days you cannot do anything about. Yesterday and tomorrow. So worrying about it, being anxious about it, is not going to change the fact that whatever you're worrying about is not going to be there. For example, if you're worried about, hypothetically, you can't pay a certain bill, I get that you're concerned about it. Now, being concerned and worrying and being anxious is a different word. I get that you are worried about it in that fashion, concerned about it. But there's nothing you're going to do unless you pay the bill with money that's going to change that bill. Nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, let's lead into the second thing. I go here, I do, because this is how I live my life. And a lot of people, they, they bonk at this because they believe that, well, it doesn't really help me. You have to find your spiritual being on the inside and you have to connect. My Heavenly Father says that he would never put more on me than I can bear. So I believe that and that's, that's how I walk my life. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about that and um, going into like the spiritual being? Now, this is this is going to be a lady-related subject, but... When I'm in labor, one thing that I can remember is that nothing that I feel, no matter how much pain it builds up, you know, the contractions they build, no matter how much I feel the contractions and pain, one thing that my my birth coach told me was, she said, just let it build up. What happens if you don't tense up, you don't get anxious, you don't get stressed, and you don't run away from the pain? What happens if you let it build and then let it go down? And so when I was in labor with my fourth child, that's one thing I really tried to remind myself was... When I feel the the contractions building, just let it build and remind myself, you know what, this isn't going to last forever. Yes, this is uncomfortable at the moment, but I can control the way that I react to this pain at this moment. And it was something that was really empowering to me. And I think that it's something that you could actually imply into life when you're dealing with things like bills. I've been in the situation where I've had bills that I couldn't pay at the moment. And it was hard. It was stressful. But when you realize, first off, that hindsight will always look cleaner than it was when you were in the situation, meaning that you don't always feel the same way when you look back. Sometimes you look back at a situation that while you were there, it was such a big issue. But when you look back, you're like, wow, actually that wasn't that big of a deal. When you're in the moment and you're having a hard time with say paying a bill or even dealing with your children or a work issue, if you stop for a second and just say, you know what, this might not be as big of an issue as I'm making it seem. Yes, I still have to do something. Yes, there's still action required, but stress and anxiety actually are not going to help me right now. I think that's something that we can actually benefit from, learning to not try to be in control of everything, but try to be fluid, try to kind of go with the flow as life is going to take you because life has its own flow to it. You can't control it. So yeah, you can't control yesterday. You can't control tomorrow but you can control how you react to things today. That's pretty deep, Dad. Now, we, we talked about stress, and we talked about anxiety. We also talked about how those two are connected, but I want to move on to depression. Now, depression is something that, like I said this before on the podcast, I've actually never dealt with being depressed myself. Um, 
But I know that there are many of you listening that have dealt with depression at different seasons of your life or maybe are struggling with depression right now. Maybe you feel like nobody cares or you don't want anybody to know what's going on with you or what have you. Now, when I need some advice, I tend to go to my parents. So again, I have my dad on the phone here. So we're going to go ahead and ask him some advice together. Dad, what can we do when we're dealing with the feeling of depression, just overwhelmingly sad, can't get out of the bed, don't want to see people, don't can't find the motivation to put one foot in front of the other each day. Do you have any advice for us trying to get past this? Yes. What it comes down to is communication. Now, you said don't want to see people and don't want to get out of bed. Well, that's part of the depression. So what you have to do is you have to do the opposite. Whatever depression is telling you to do, then you do the exact opposite. So when depression says stay in bed, get out of bed. Hmm. When depression says I don't want to be around people, you go find somebody that you love or somebody that you appreciate or someone that you actually uh, will listen to and honor what they say and you go speak to them because see, depression wants you to do those things because depression leads to suicide Mm -hmm. in some cases. And so what you do is you do the opposite of what depression tells you to do. Then you get out of depression. Now, Depression, we get there because we keep plummeting and going down. And what we do, a lot of us, we put on that happy face. We put on that smile. When we go to work or when people see us, we put on the public face. But then we go back home or we're in private, we put on that personal face. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't know us, don't know our personal lives, but they know our public lives. And so we only allow people to see what we want in the city. And you walk around people every day or you work around people every day, you will not you will not believe how many people out here are depressed because they won't allow you to see what they're really going through. Why? Because they're doing the opposite of what depression says to do, which is why they're hiding it. Mm-hmm. Because if they were walking around moping, that's depression. But if they're walking around smiling, that's the opposite of moping. Mm-hmm. You know, so there you have it. Do the opposite of what depression tells you to do. Mm-hmm. That goes to mindset. So you guys think back with me to the podcast we did with um, Jed Robinson, my guest, and he was talking about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. So in the fixed mindset, um, and when it comes to depression, um, you know, in my humble opinion, when you have a fixed mindset, all you can think about is that moment that you're in and how hard it is to get out of that and how hard it is to do the opposite. But when you have the growth mindset, it's almost like forcing yourself to take the step in the opposite direction that you've been in. So like my dad was saying, if you are finding it hard to get out of bed in the morning, you make it a practice to jump out of bed anyways and just fight through that feeling. And not saying that it's going to be easy, you guys. We're not trying to dumb this down or or anything like that. We do realize that for some people, it is a really, really hard everyday struggle. But it doesn't make it any less true that you still have to put effort in in order to get better. Now, I've had a friend that was depressed and I didn't know, and he ended up committing suicide. And it was hard because all of us loved him. There was so many people who loved him and would have come around him and helped him out if we had known that he was struggling at at all. But we didn't know that he was struggling. And I mean, to be honest, still to this day, I wonder what we could have done differently. What did I miss? What did, did maybe he say that I didn't, that I didn't catch or what have you. So for those of you guys out there who are really struggling and, you know, even struggling with, does my life even matter? Should I just end it now? Struggling with the suicidal thoughts. My advice is going to be this. 
First off, you are very valuable and very important and very loved, whether you know it or not, whether you can feel it right now or not. So I would encourage you to keep fighting, to find that help that you need, whether it's professional help, whether it's friends or family, whether it's taking that first step and just talking to somebody near you and then taking the next step to finding professional help. Do that because you're important and you will be missed and you'll leave a hole at where you should be. And it's just, just don't, okay? Just don't. I know it's hard. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me squeeze in here real quick. Let me squeeze in a little bit. What you said is exactly right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times what we do is we go to people and we want that one word answer. We want, we want magical words. There are no magical words to get anybody out of depression. Mm-hmm. There are no magical words to get anybody out of anxiety. There are no magical words. But what you have to do is exactly what you said. What you got to do is you got to take it one day at a time. And you have to you have to look at yourself and you first have to love you. You have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. So you have to work on you first. Don't worry about what people think about you. Don't worry about how people label you. It's all about how you feel about yourself. And that's what you got to do. So you have to understand that it's a process. Like you said, to go seek uh, professional help or so on and so forth. That's a process. So you have to go through a process in order for you to get better and to come out of that, come out of feeling that way. So you have to communicate and you have to open up and don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy as if you're the only person ever to go through what you're going through because there's been people who went through it, got through it, or people who have went through worse and got through it. So just remember, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a daily journey. Life in itself is nothing but one step after another, one second after another. If you really think about it that way, you really break up life into like time. One second goes by, the next second goes by. But one thing that always reigns true is that you cannot go back to that past second. So you just keep moving forward. You don't be so hard on yourself on the do- on the days where it's hard. Maybe you don't do as good as you want to. Remember, I, I always say, don't be so hard on yourself. We're always so hard on ourselves. We like to to hone in on those hard days that we have when we we don't meet our own expectations. But don't do that to yourself. Just keep moving forward. We all have good days and bad days. Dad, do you have good days and bad days? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have bad days because I have bad situations. Mm. I don't have bad days. Every day I wake up and I'm breathing air and I'm in a, a healthy body. Uh, I have a, that's a good day for me. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the way that you put that because in in my in my saying good days and bad days it does take an entire day and it labels it. So that is true. If you take it situation at a time, then maybe you have bad situations, but did you get through the day? Then it was a good day. That makes a lot of sense. See, this is why I called my father on this episode, you guys. I'm telling you, he always teaches me something. Dad, is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners before we wrap up the podcast? I do. Uh, I have a poem here that I'm going to read to your listeners that I wrote. Well, I pinned. I didn't, I didn't write it. I always say I didn't author it. I mean, I wrote it. I pinned it. But the Holy Spirit is what led me to to pin this. So I'm going to read this to your listeners, and then I'm going to uh, let you go. Uh, and it's called Time is of the Essence, and the Essence is of Time. What is life, and what am I here for? Life is one minute at a time, and not one minute more. Why do people hate kill, maim, and destroy. It's simple. They don't understand God, my God, who is the author of love, peace, and joy. Some people love money, and sadly, that is a fact. One thing is certain, money can't love you back. God asks us to tithe a tenth from a dollar that's just one dime. We need to obey because time is of the essence, and the essence is of time. 
what did I do to this world for it to be so cruel? You went through life with blinders on and acted a fool. Life is precious and should be lived fully every day. Some of us go through life balling it up, tossing it out, or throwing it away. God has promised us a life, a life everlasting. Don't take my word for it. Get on your knees, pray, or simply just ask him. Ask God to renew your spirit, body, and mind. But hurry, because time is of the essence, and the essence is of time. You may be in a situation that seems to be getting worse. My advice is to stop serving God last and serve God first. In the end, it is your choice. You alone must choose. Choose Jesus you ran. Choose the other you lose. Ponder on this as it is my last line. Time is of the essence, and the essence is of time. Wow. Thank you, Dad, so much for reading that to us and coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate your wisdom that you've given me my entire life and sharing that wisdom with my podcast listeners and in this unpromptu off-the-cuff episode that we just had. I like that. (laughs) I love you and you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Love you too. All right, my podcast listeners, we're going to end this episode the same way we always do, okay? Remember, if you're going through something, talk to somebody, okay? Because it's not trivial. And you're not trivial, okay? You're valued, you're loved, and you're very important, okay? Now repeat after me. As imperfect as I am, I'm perfectly me. To next episode, you guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Imperfectly Me, the podcast brought to you by Jazz Fusion Studios. Remember, we are a nonprofit organization as well as a registered charity here in Christchurch, New Zealand. We depend on donations from listeners like you to keep us on the air, running and helping those who need the positive words that we can give them. Go to the website, www.jazzfusionstudios.org. Click on the donate tab and give a little donation. Or if you just are interested in volunteering or just getting involved with us, send us a little a little hello in our contact tab. That would be fantastic. We love hearing from you guys. So comment down below if this episode meant something to you, if you learned something new. And also don't be shy. Comment if you want to hear something specific for the next episode. We'd love to hear that as well. Music from this episode is brought to you by Purple Planet. So thank you, Purple Planet, for the wonderful music. Until next time.